With his unique perspective on the medical legal system, here's Victor Cotton. Welcome to the Law and Medicine Podcast. Today's topic is the greatest malpractice threat of our time. I recognize that you might be a little skeptical about this topic because medical legal experts are constantly talking about malpractice threats, and none of what they say ever comes to pass. They predicted that thousands of patients would file lawsuits for HIPAA violations, even though HIPAA does not permit patients to file lawsuits. They said that never events would lead to an onslaught of litigation, and I haven't heard of a single case. And they said that drug recalls would result in tens of thousands of malpractice lawsuits, even though a prescribing physician cannot be held responsible for a defective drug. So I understand if you're skeptical about this topic, but I believe my concern here is valid, and when you hear the numbers, I think you'll agree. I've written several articles about this topic, the most recent of which was published in February in Medical Economics, and the area I'm referring to is genetic testing for hereditary cancer. If we look at just the BRCA gene, the deleterious cancer-causing gene that Angelina Jolie inherited, we know that approximately 1 in 400 women possess a pathogenic BRCA mutation. In the United States, that equates to about 500,000 women. Each of those women faces a lifetime risk of breast cancer of up to 85% and a lifetime risk of ovarian cancer of up to 60%. Because of the near certainty that these patients will develop cancer, numerous entities, including the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology and the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, have issued guidelines recommending that we identify these women. And the process is very simple. All we have to do is take the patient's family history, and if it's positive for certain patterns of cancer, we should recommend that she undergo genetic testing. In the event the patient tests positive for a pathogenic mutation, she has a number of medical and surgical options for reducing her cancer risk. In terms of impacting these patients' lives in a positive way, this is enormously beneficial. We're able to prevent cancers that are almost certain to occur. So what's the malpractice concern? Well, the guidelines and recommendations, which are not at all controversial, have been out for almost 10 years and we've tested only about 15% of patients who meet criteria. Most patients who meet criteria and should be tested have not been tested, and as a result, most of the women who harbor a pathogenic mutation have not been identified. To make matters worse, these patients are in everybody's office. If you do the math, the average family physician has four BRCA-positive women, and the average OBGYN has 12 BRCA-positive patients. And that's just BRCA. If we add in Lynch syndrome, which is a form of hereditary colon and uterine cancer, the numbers more than double because Lynch syndrome is not only more common, it has a significant impact on both men and women. So the concern here is that these patients are in our offices. They have genetic mutations which put them at very high risk of cancer. Cancers from which many of them will die, often at a young age. There are multiple guidelines saying that we should identify these people by taking a family history, but we've been slow to do so, and most patients have not been identified. And as you might imagine, the legal cases have started to appear. And not coincidentally, they all have the same fact pattern. Fact one is, the patient met criteria for testing based on her family history. 
Fact two is, we failed to appreciate this, either because we hadn't taken her family history in many years, or because we took it and didn't realize the significance, and as a result, we didn't recommend testing. Fact three is, the patient is BRCA positive and doesn't know it. And fact four is, she's now dying of cancer and her oncologist found that she's BRCA positive. In my opinion, the only viable defense to that type of lawsuit is to show that genetic testing was indeed recommended, but that the patient declined to have the test or couldn't afford the test. If you can show either of those things, then I think you win. But otherwise, you probably lose. And losing is very expensive because these cases often involve young people who are dying of preventable cancers. If we do the math, there are 500,000 women who have a BRCA mutation, a million patients who have Lynch syndrome. And if we don't get ahead of this, most of them will eventually develop some type of cancer. The pent-up liability here could easily break the malpractice insurance industry many times over. It's tens of thousands of indefensible multi-million dollar lawsuits. I've been in the medical legal field for over 20 years, and this is the greatest malpractice threat I've ever seen. Fortunately, it's also the most readily solvable. All it requires is for us to take a family history, recommend genetic testing to those patients who meet criteria, and document our efforts. Thanks for listening to me today. You have been listening to Victor Cotton, physician, attorney, and founder of Law & Medicine. If you'd like to learn more about us or support our efforts, we invite you to visit our website at lawandmed.com. We offer a variety of online educational courses for which you can earn Category 1 CME credit. Many of our courses can be used to meet your malpractice insurance company's requirements for a policy discount. And if you receive a CME allowance from your employer, we can provide you with a receipt which can be used to obtain reimbursement. This has been a production of Law & Medicine, Hershey, Pennsylvania. All rights are reserved.